opinions, and attitudes. Attitudes. There's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. Indeed, you are listening to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and I'm with... Jesse. <laughs> it took her a second to remember her name, but she's yeah. going to wake up a little bit more as we get going. <laughs> you said you're with, and so I put my name in there. I was filling in <laughs> for what you didn't say. <laughs> well, like, yes, I was actually, my co-host. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all good. It's all good. <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to have some fun today. Uh, we're going to entitle this show business, but we're going to cover a number of topics. And and by the way, if you're new to the show, uh, the tagline of the show is live right in the real world. We expose the real world to you. You determine how to live right. Yes, we do. News, views, opinions, and attitudes. And we talk mainly about God and politics. We certainly do. All right. So today we're going to cover a number of topics. We got a couple news stories. And by the way, we had a fantastic guest, an audience favorite that was scheduled today. There was something personal that was unavoidable that came up. So we will reschedule that person. It will happen sooner than later. And uh, you guys will be happy. Plus, I'm gonna, we're going to have show announcements at the end of this. We're going to talk about some actual this show's business at one point, we're going to talk about other shows business at some point in time during this. So it's a little bit of a smorgasbord of news, views, opinions, and attitudes <laughs> and, and uh, glorifying God. It's 30. <laughs> amen on that last one. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Um, so let's start out with some news. And uh, so there was a couple funny things that happened. And I know you've got one story that's really close to your heart, but a couple things that really struck me in the last week, and we can talk about Virginia and we can talk about the stuff that went on there and everything, but you know, uh, I think everyone knows they tried to cheat, but uh, they couldn't overcome because it was so overwhelming. So we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. However, why was it? And Jesse, I'm just, I'm going to ask you even that, that uh, Nancy, Joe, Justin from from Canada, all these people had to go visit the Pope right before Halloween. <laughs> Theories on that, you know, l- let me say first that to get an audience with the Pope is extremely difficult. Um you know, you would think even for these politicians that that would still be a challenge. Usually, I think people have to write a letter and, you know, it has to be accepted. So I don't know if they wrote letters or not, but it is just interesting. And, um, you know, why would they visit him? Well, you know, first I got to say, not all these people that I'm even aware of are Catholic. So that's, you know, I'm sorry to be laughing, but you just got to wonder why are they all making a visit? Um, Maybe it was because he needed moral support after a certain, you know, Joey B visited him. It was, they were, you know, preparing him for that visit. I don't know. You know, I, I think it has to do more with the Pope's moral support than 
then then need support, but we'll have to see on that. Well, they, listen, and and the Pope did come out in support of Joe. Uh, you know, e- even though you know he endorses abortion and stuff like that, but that, I guess you know that could be considered in some circles, not in mine, but in some circles, just as a a element for rituals. <laughs> I mean, it's really sure if you're in the hoodoo or the voodoo circles, you know, um, for the flesh vice. So, you know, I think the Pope might sit in multiple circles, you know, besides the Jesuit Catholic one, you know, it's the same as the allegory in witches. They sit in multiple circles and, you know, can be voodoo, hoodoo and Jewish at the same time. They just don't take consume flesh when they're in the allegory and witch circle. I don't know. So yeah, maybe it's the well, same but, thing know, with the Pope. Listen, the one thing, and by the way, on, uh, on, on uh Friday's show, <clears throat> we go deep into this stuff and uh, I'm going to give a warning before you watch that show. So we'll talk a little bit about that later. Uh, but the one thing you can say <laughs> about them is always fashionable. Love the white robe. Uh, on Friday, we talk about uh, a black-robed guy that's uh, actually in there as well. Uh, but <laughs> the, the white robe with red shoes really sets him apart. Definitely so set apart. <laughs> you know, some could say he he's really has a soulful demeanor with those red shoes. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they do have souls, that is for sure, as good shoes should. We're talking in code, people. You get it, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and, and we don't mean to laugh at this stuff, but the, the absurdity of what is happening in the world, honestly, it's so sickening uh, that we have to laugh. Uh, but by the way, there were, were reports. Uh, so what was unusual about Joey B., going in there is normally they have the cameras on. They said, no, no, no cameras. And listen, it could be because the guy can't put together a sentence. You know, there could be a whole bunch of reports, but you know, now, and it's, and it is rumor. Okay. There's no proof of this, but they're saying he, he shat his pants. (laughs) Well, you know, it is funny, but, um, uh, you know, it's just not, None of it makes sense. It's not because of president, nor is it becoming of supposedly a meeting with, you know, the individual who's looked at as the most holy individual within the Catholic Jesuit church. You know, so you thought some of these things and it's like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. You know, people who have done far less have completely been criticized you know, shredded to pieces with with their character, their jobs, their finances, you know, and yet this individual can go in there and, you know, I mean, I just got to ask questions about that. You know, nobody who's in their right mind is going to be sitting before the Pope having that issue. You know, they would have excused themselves and, ran to the bathroom. I don't know. (laughs) It depends. He could have been prepared for the moment. (laughs) He may have been, but it doesn't make it less awkward to think about. (laughs) And and poor Nancy when she walks in, she looked drunk as a skunk. (laughs) You know. 
Oh, the, the American politics, people. <laughs> Visiting the Holy See. What happens when their thing alcohol is, you know, played with? They, you know, these people, seriously, I grew up with them being very functional alcoholics. They, you know, it was common for them to have multiple throughout a day. You know, you learn where all their stash spots are. And, you know, they go in the bathroom, they're digging through the laundry basket, taking a swig, you know. Um, so it's just interesting. Usually you would never see this break in, in posture. And you just have to laugh because in the system, you're not allowed to break posture. There is so many consequences if you do. And so, you, I mean, it really... I think proves that it's a show because there is no way. Let me tell you, Satan has killed people for this. There is no way this is happening and the enemy is going to be okay with it. Just letting it slide. I don't know. And and that's why we're really convinced that we are watching a movie because there's so many things that are abs utterly ridiculous that are happening out there. Like absolutely utterly ridiculous. And and, you know, people who are not in our community are watching this and going, wow, well, why would come up, why would someone come up with a policy like that? You know, or like, it, you know, it's, it's crazy what is happening. Like, so the, the two most important things that Joey B says, the two greatest threats to the world is first of all, white supremacy. White supremacy is the greatest threat. Like American people believe that, you know, uh, but he says it's the greatest threat and there's still prisoners of war from Jan six and stuff like that. Uh, by the way, I haven't watched it yet, but I have watched the previews. Tucker Carlson has put out a really good piece. And just from the previews, he's exposing the color revolution that's, that's happening before our eyes. So uh, apparently it's free right now to watch. So uh, you might want to check that out, but um, so the, the number one thing was white supremacy and the number two is climate change. And there he is snoozing at the climate change summit when they're saying this is the most important information you could have. And by the way, his entire uh, car, uh, you know, lineup and they massive amount of cars to bring uh, a POTUS in, they're all idling outside. <laughs> you just got a question. I mean, Beyond the GC summit, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we know this is the first time I've talked about this in past shows, but this is the first time that we've had the Muslim Brotherhood um, pretty much in charge. You have, you know, a top person in the Muslim Brotherhood sitting in of the Phoenix for the Satanic Council. So, you know, when Joey B says things like, you know, our greatest threat is white supremacy. My, my thoughts go to, well, he's giving way, he's preparing people for this rule of the Muslim brotherhood. Um, and the person and, you're referring to has bad BO. <laughs> yes. Yes. We won't talk about his soft. That's not nice to do on air. <laughs> or that, that could be his initials as well. Uh, oh, no, I got that in the first place. But. <laughs> um, but then with the second one, too, with the climate change, 
you know, it's like, why are they meeting at Rome? Why are they meeting at a Colosseum where that's the greatest place, you know, where, where slaves were killed? They weren't free, you know, so why are you having a summit there? And, you know, in a way, announcing that you're sending all of these jabber jabs, 10 million jabber jabs to, um, you know, Africa, which is, one of the largest non-white populations. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's some data just, coming out now. You gotta ask now. questions, people. And there's some data coming out now, which is horrific, that uh, different communities are getting different jabs. And that is absolutely horrific, if that is true. Um, yeah. Jesse, there is a story that is ridiculous on its face, but I know it's an issue that is really close to your heart. Why don't you talk about that one? Yeah, so there was an article that came out um, that, uh, hold on, I was going to pull it up here, um, but it speaks about um, Joey B and his decided that he's going to address the the veteran suicide rate. So, you know, for those who follow me, you know, that's an issue that I'm very pet about. Um, you know, we've brought out a lot of um, info intel on that. We've even involved some of the law enforcement because that's an issue that also extends to law enforcement as well, that, you know, right now the current number is we're losing about 22 soldiers or veterans a day to suicide. But I just had to laugh because let me see if I can find it here because I wanted to read. Um, uh, do you have it there in front of you, Jeff, where you can read some? Uh, anyway, in that article, uh, Joe Joe says some things like, uh, you know, the solution to veteran suicide, according to him, is to take away everybody's guns. And I just had to be laughing, you know, because I'm like, what in the world? Like, he knows nothing about this issue. And then you have his weird little off the ball, off the wall comments where he's like, you know, well, he'll solve the problem. Everybody having a big hole, like a big black hole in their stomach. And you're sitting here like, oh, my gosh, Joe, these men, they don't commit suicide by shooting themselves in the stomach is, you know, being shot, the number was of death in these suicides. So, you know, I just had to laugh because it was almost something forlorn. And, you know, I have to ask, like, what's the agenda? The true agenda is not that he wants to solve the issue of veteran suicides. They're just wanting to control the population and take have one more reason to take everybody's guns. So, you know, we need yeah, and to it wasn't be the Washington very Times cautious. Yesterday. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The Washington be really careful. Like when we're voting, watching these different platforms that people are, you know, running on and, and you know, looking at the full situation, if you don't understand a situation, I think it's important to study it more to know, you know, what's behind it, because, you know, the things that he's putting out, it's like, those aren't even parts of the issue of this, uh, of this issue. 
Well, and what part of what he's uh, he's asking people to do, or the what he's proposing is uh, similar to what we have in Canada, which is a stepway to Australia, which where the guns got confiscated. In Canada, you're still allowed to have guns, but what what the deal is is you have to have uh, your firearm with a trigger lock on it, locked inside of a cabinet uh, with the keys away from it, and the ammunition has to be locked in a separate box. That way, if someone ever breaks into your house, you have no way of getting at your uh, ammunition and defending yourself, essentially, right? Uh, that's kind of the rules, and that's what they're right. proposing. Um, you know what? It's, it's as ridiculous of a proposal, and we know that it's the uh, the fentanyl and the things like that that are really killing these guys because they're having a lot of trouble dealing mm -hmm. with with some stuff. But uh, you know, it, I, I can't. I almost I almost expect this to be next, Jesse. The way we're going to keep uh, veterans from uh, committing suicide with guns is to only let them have rifles because they can't reach <laughs> the trigger and have it here. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how ridiculous this is getting. Yeah. And, you know, what's sad is that this is our, you know, for Americans, it really is our next line of defense because if you have, you know, well, just government who's trying to control you, um, you know, take away your rights and your guns, who's going to come to, you know, the average housewife, the average child nowadays has no idea how to uh, utilize a weapon to protect themselves, no matter what that weapon is. So, you know, who usually steps up in those situations, it's going to be your former trained military and veterans. That's right. So, you know, I think that this is a way for them to try to cut out that that uh, second line of defense that we have as citizens. And, you know, as citizens, we need to really be stepping it up for those who have served our country, for those who protect us, because, you know, I, I've worked with veterans for years and they are the most loyal people. It doesn't matter what they've been through, how horrific, how bad it is. If you need them, you call, they're there and, yeah. and they will fight until though. This is really what are, you know, certain individuals are trying to um, keep us from having that extra line of protection so we need to be preemptive. We need to, uh, you know, stand in the gap for our veterans. We need to equip them. We need to, um, you know, make plans with them. I mean, they're very strategic, you know, in your neighborhood, know who your veterans are in your community and, um, you know, gather together, make us know what you're going to do if certain things come about in your neighborhood and, you know, the, the people with the, you know, we'll say with the jabber jabs come knocking at your door, you want to have a plan, you, you know, for your whole community in your neighborhood, you want to, it's going to stand with you and who's not. Yeah, that's right. You want to, you want to be able to identify and, and there's such power in local community uh, assembly and things like that and understanding and yeah. having a plan because listen, I'll tell you what their plan is. Well, first of all, why do they do this all? Everything leads to uh, money and power. 
Okay. If they take away your guns, they get more power. Okay. And who is they? It's the government, of course, that has nothing to do with the people. Uh, but it is really good to organize and get to know people, uh, find out local food sources, you know, practical things that, uh, that everyone should be doing right now. And believe me, it will come in handy one day because their plan is to send those Antifa guys into the subdivisions and into your community and go door to door. They are hired army folks. They are. That's documented. They are hired army. Yeah, it is very documented. And and BLM is obviously the fundraiser for the Marxists, right? You know, and we've proved that on previous shows. We showed the money trail and everyone did. Uh, we weren't doing that alone. Uh, anything else in the news or should we get to some of our show business? Jesse? Yeah, let's get to some show business, Jeff. All right. So we have been doing a lot of chats and things. In fact, Jesse came on a voice chat on Telegram last night. Wasn't that fun, Jesse? That was fun. I really enjoyed that. That was some good discussions. We have really uh, an audience that is so highly intelligent and uh, a really a cut above. And I, and I think quite honestly, you know, we, on this show, we do things at a little bit higher level and you have to, you know, kind of be able to process that information to catch half the things we say, because we put out a lot of stuff in every show. Uh, you know, just when we were talking about in the very beginning of the show, uh, a lot of different things came out that should reaffirm your beliefs and what is happening in the world and what God is going to put an end to. Um, but we have some talented people as well, Jesse. And I just thought this morning is we, you know, we have this merch store right on merch.com. Actually, I have a, a banner I got to throw up. Yeah. Um, what I would like is a t-shirt design contest. And why? Well, first of all, we have some great mm. talent in the audience, but also we get a flavor of what you, the audience wants as right on radio gear. So, uh, yeah, that sounds great. I'm excited for that t-shirt design contact test. And Jesse and I will decide the winner or perhaps we'll do some kind of a vote, but uh, ultimately we'll get the final say on it. Um, and there'll be a prize. I haven't come up with a prize yet, but there will be a prize for the winner. I guarantee. And it'll be, it'll be worthwhile. The other thing is, Jesse, we so t-shirt contest, should we put a deadline on it? I think we should. I think we should do, you know, I know it's a short period, but I think we should announce before Christmas and do it yeah, like so, a special thing, you know? So let's have a cutoff before, uh, cutoff is the very end of November, okay? Last day of November is Sounds the last good. day to submit your entries and submit your entries to write on Jeff at gmail.com right on Jeff at gmail.com. Also, Jesse, we have some really talented music and you know what? How about a right on radio theme song? Now it should be short. It should be, you know, kind of 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds max. Uh, if it's 15 seconds, that's really highly usable. And uh, 
we would like to get some musicians to step up and see what you can create for Right On Radio. And you know what our brand is about. You know what uh, what we stand for uh, and things like that. But we want to hear from you. And again, there will be a prize uh, for the Right On Radio theme song. And I don't know what it is, but again, it'll be it'll be worthwhile. It'll be worthwhile. If not, just the fame of having your name mentioned. <laughs> no, we'll do more than that. We'll give a prize. Uh, well, it'll you be will a have a prize. Yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Jeff, there's no selling on the show. <laughs> and if people just start putting that in the tagline with all their song submissions, Jeff, we're going to have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it, it, it could be a Zoom date. <laughs> just kidding. Um, actually, that's not a bad consideration. A, a private conversation with Jesse and Jeff or something like that. But or we could, or we can give out cash. We could do all kinds of things. We'll do something. We're going to think about it because we just literally because our guest wasn't coming, we decided to put together this show at the beginning, and we thought we needed to get some show business right. out of the way. Um, okay. The next one is we have this thing called Right on You, where we've put up some courses. We have uh, our very first course was creating wealth through stewardship. People are loving the course. People have, uh, I think it's changing some yeah. lives. Um, it, it's definitely a valid course and it's a high level. It doesn't take long to go through. Uh, you really should go through it multiple times if you have taken it and uh, and put it into action and, uh, and keep going. But we have more courses on there. I put together a little thing to help people uh, achieve their goals. Something that I invented called the Star Achievement System. And uh, essentially, it's a it's a goal setting method where if you do this, and as long as you start, you cannot fail. Mm -hmm. I thought it was kind of genius. Yeah, that that. <laughs> and that I is used definitely. It it. And Jesse, you've you've yep, tried it I've as well. I've been using both as well. Yeah, yeah. I've been using uh, both as well. Everything. Because not everything I probably want to finish, <laughs> you know, there's some tasks that I don't like and, you know, I, listen, I'm not perfect, but, uh, uh, so we have the, the star achievement system. We've got, uh, Lenka's course, which is really amazing. And listen, uh, Lenka went around yeah. the world, did the research. She did like, it's unleashed the supernatural. So she's got this course that makes you a better person. And it's how she beat cancer. It's how she beat uh, almost having her arm amputated. Um, she has a 21 day detox, yeah. which my wife has done. I, I haven't done it <laughs> personally, but I've read through it and it, it made I've sense. It. It, it, yeah. You have. And, and Jesse, yeah. well, I, I don't know if you want to give out. Numbers. I've been doing it and yeah, no, I've been doing it. And, uh, you know, had some very major changes in some of my health issues. Um, you know, so overall, it's been really amazing. And, you know, I'll put it out there that it's a, uh, she's done it. it. You know, it's not, it's not any individual. Um, so it's very clinical focused with the medical information and things like that. So, um, but it's very easy like once you see how it works, the methodology of the detox, you, you're able to really incorporate your personal faith in there 
And so for me, it's added some things, even in my faith where I'm purposely, like the biggest thing is like, what are you doing with that moment that you have? And are you investing in that moment towards life or towards death? So that's probably been the biggest thing that that course has taught me. Um, and so I very, I highly encourage people to go through it. Yeah. And even, and so her detox is incredible and the unleash the supernatural uh, course. Listen, she's not a preacher. Um, I'm not going to pretend she is a preacher, but I'm telling you everything that she's, she's put not- in there are godly principles. It is all godly principles and she's following God's laws in it. And if you do those things, it's it's incredible, and I've kept the uh, the coupon valid on it. Um, and by the way, we're going to get back to some other stuff. Some other we're going to talk about some other shows, some really important stuff. We're just want to finish up on uh, a couple things. Uh, but on the chat, a uh, couple nights ago, not the one you were on, Jesse, there was a very large consensus about people really wanting to know how to fight spiritual battles and to do spiritual warfare Mm -hmm. it was overwhelming and i did make the comment to the audience in the chat i said listen that's not stuff we can really put on the public channel because we're drawing from some of your past and you know we don't want to uh put out the tools of the enemy on public sphere you might say and so and it's how to turn it against them uh, and how to actually fight, but you have to know what your enemy's weapons are so you can fight it. And Jesse, do we have something to announce today? We're going to be putting out two of my courses. Uh, the first is called Kingdom Rights and Authority, and that really focuses on you know who are we in Christ, what are the right we possess. And how do we begin to um, activate those things in lives? You know, and a lot of prayer, a lot of leaning on the Holy Spirit. So um, that's the first course. And then the second is dominion and authority. And, you know, both go hand in hand. You have to be confident in who you are uh, before you can go out and tear down the strongholds in your area or your community. So, um, that course is going to teach you how, you know, you, you recognize the enemy, how to take authority and control um, over that enemy, and how do you change and make a difference in your community. That's right. And and so, and even past that, uh, one thing that we had discussed that I think would be a really great idea. So we're going to launch those next week. I'm going to literally start to build the site and things like that and, and get, get the, the courses up for you. Uh, don't worry. They're going to be super, super affordable. It's on our heart to make this so everyone can do it. Uh, but we also thought it would be good to do a live webinar, uh, some period of time after we've launched it. So I don't know, uh, probably towards the end of the month, that way people have time to get, get into it, process it. And if you get the course after, that it'll be the webinar will be available for replay, but we'll do a live webinar when people can actually type in their questions and things like that. Uh, it will be limited seating because there is a limit to the amount of uh, attendees that can come into it. It's a technical uh, limitation. So, uh, but that will all be announced next 
week and I'm super excited for it. So listen, audience, you asked, it's done. It's done. We just got to build the site. The course is ready. (laughs) So uh, you're in for a real treat there. And in fact, there was one of our listeners who uh, is, was a pastor's wife and she's, uh, they run a church in North Carolina and she's, what was amazing about her is she said that most of her congregation are like, you know, young up to like 35 young families and stuff. And these people are so hungry and they want to get in the fight. And, uh, you know, so she was the one who really, really brought it up and everyone in the, in the chat really concurred and said, we, we want this thing. So, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Amen. All right. Now let's talk about show business. And when we're talking about show business, we're going to talk about other shows that are similar to ours or have the same, you know, the truther community, which has been highly infiltrated, by the way, we're going to keep repeating that. Um, And when we talk about some of these topics, I want to be very clear. We are not coming against people. We're not coming against people at all. Everyone is at a different stage in their walk with the Lord. Uh, some are walking with the Lord. Some are not walking with the Lord. Um, but there's a lot of things, and there's been a big explosion of this uh, great apostasy going on. We're committed to exposing it, and we're going to expose some of it today. Uh, but there have been a number of comments and questions that I want to address uh, right up front uh, concerning Right On Radio in particular. So, Right on radio is an independent podcast. There is no one pulling my strings. Um, I really like Jesse's my co-host, but I kind of do the executive decisions on this show. Um, obviously, Jesse suggests something. We usually do it, right? You know, uh, I don't think right? I've ever really said no to, we to work well truth. together, Jeff. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Well, I said we work well together. We do, and, but you, you cut out for a second. That's why I said what. Um, and, and you know, there's a lot of other shows that Jesse goes on. I want to make make sure you know that although we're friendly, uh, the, the shows are not, they're not together. Uh, we are completely independent. We don't discuss content with each other. Uh, we don't put out things. There is really no association other than... Uh, when, you know, when some people were attacking Jesse, we all did a show together and came in in support of Jesse. And that was just each one of us as an individual, uh, an individual shows coming together and representing uh, Jesse. But we are in no way affiliated with the each other's shows. They're not affiliated with us. We're not affiliated with them. Um, and Jesse, you have a particular... Uh, scripture that kind of guides you when you go on to shows. And it really doesn't have to do as much with the host or anything. It's just your own personal guidance. And I think it's important that you share that uh, on the air today. I do. You know, when I prayed about it, uh, when I first started speaking and sharing my testimony, I had a lot lot of individuals contacting me. Um, asking me to come on different podcasts or different YouTube shows. And so I said, Lord, you know, how do I know which ones I go on to, which ones I should not? And the Lord gave me a very clear scripture passage. It's when the disciples were sent out in twos. And in that, 
you know, the command was given that as you go out, you're to stay. And if they receive you, then you're not to go searching for another place. You're supposed to stay in that place where you're received. And so I said, okay, Lord, what does received look like? And the Lord had told me that, you know, if they allow me on the show, if they allow me to share my faith openly, they allow me to share about Jesus Christ, they allow me to pray, they allow me to preach the gospel, um, then I'm supposed to stay on that show. And um, so, you know, there are shows that I work with where we don't have the same um, beliefs, we don't have the same relationship with the Lord, but they allow me to freely you know, share mine um, without any hindrance and very supportive of that. Um, and in fact, it's those shows where I have the most, you know, people who are contacting me that want to know more about, you know, a personal walk with God. Uh, um, many of those individuals, you know, speak about scripture on those shows. The audience will reach out and say, what Bible do you read? Um, I've gotten people messaging me back who have said that, um, you know, they've gone out, they've purchased a Bible and they're reading it for the first time in years. Um, some have never read a Bible before and they asked me, you know, where should I start? And so, you know, I'll, I encourage them, I'll uh, direct them, you know, one of the great resources we have is that day where they're reading through, you know, the Bible every single single day and they put up the line. So I will encourage those individuals to go there. So, you know, that's really what the Lord told me. And, you know, I don't plan any of those shows unless, you know, there comes a point where, you know, um, they don't receive me for who I am and, you know, what the Lord puts on my heart to bring forward. Um, but you know, these people have been with me for such a long time. We are good friends. You know, we have a great relationship, a great connection, but I think that's what is Christian, nor is it Christian focused. Um, you know, many of these shows audience or even a non-believing audience, and so, you know, the premise of all these shows is different. Um, they all have different things that they're, you know, goals they're trying to accomplish, uh, things that are important to them. And we have a way to that, that, you know, although I, you know, I'm on multiple shows, multiple platforms, you know, I'm working along with each of those hosts to, you know, fulfill their goals, their agendas for their show. And some of them, you know, they do put very controversial information up. Um, their goal is they just want to not hinder information. They want people to be aware of all the information that's out there. And they're expecting that you're going to do research. You're going to look into it. You dig and, you know, pray and find out for yourself what the conclusion should be. They're not telling you what you should believe. They're just simply allowing a platform for the information to come straight from the source. So, you know, do I, every single person that comes on our all these different shows? No. Uh, do all these different views represent my views or my faith? No. Um, so people have to remember that and, um, you know, take that 
to heart, you know, the same as the hosts. Sometimes they have controversial guests on, but that's not representative of their faith. Sometimes they agree with certain things those individuals say, but it doesn't mean then that because they've agreed with one thing that individual has said, that they therefore like endorse everything that person says. So, you know, we have to use some critical thinking when we're listening. Yeah, and one of the things is, uh, you know, because there's been so many questions coming at you, uh, Jesse, with with in regard to what some of the other shows have done, I would encourage you, ask that show what they believe in. Ask that show host. Jesse doesn't speak for them. Uh, Jesse doesn't speak for me either. Uh, you know, uh, often she right. would know what my position is and she can speak for me in oftentimes, but at the end of the day, you have to go to them and say, look, I I don't agree with what you did, or I agree with you, or what do you, can you clarify what your stance is on this? Because at the end of the day, you've got to make your own decision, whether you want to follow them or follow, you know, and, and even with us, look, I, I made a statement the other day. Um, I will, I'm still open to having controversial guests on here. Uh, the difference is I will treat them with respect, but I will challenge them when they come on. I will challenge. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you brought that out, Jeff, because, you know, I have noticed that that if people have questions or they want further explanation or understanding, they're asking me all the questions. I have not seen, you know, and I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just not seeing it. But. You know, I've been seeing individuals, you know, seeking out these other show hosts saying, hey, could you take a moment and talk to us? What are your thoughts, your opinions on this subject? And if enough of you have the same uh, area of concern or question, believe me, the hosts will. I think every one of these hosts cares about their audience. Okay. Uh, And I think if 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 enough emails come in they will respond to it and they'll respond to it on air because they want to put it to bed and, and they'll tell you what they believe. Yeah. I think it's fair and they can speak it in their own words. So please don't go asking Jesse or, or myself on, on these other ones. However, uh, when there are messages that come out, uh, I, I almost feel like I'm going to become a media reporter now, Jesse, where we're going to pick on this stuff because <laughs> they're, they're doing the great apostasy stuff and things like that. Look, man, I'm just going to come. I'm not coming against the individuals, but we're going to come against the message. And against against advice of my counselors, I'm going to address something that happened this week because it was really major. And, uh, you know, there's a couple shows, and I'm not going to name the shows, but you guys will be familiar with it most likely if you've been uh, following around the community. But uh, there's a bunch of shows that are connected. And in fact, there's a group of people who went on all of these different shows and kind of connected these shows together. And they all talk in a specific language. And I want to address that first and foremost, Jesse. Gematria. They are claiming it's God's language and God is speaking to us in code. I have my thoughts and we might disagree on this and that's okay. It's a healthy discussion. Jesse, talk to me about Gematria. 
Well, first, you know, there really was only one mystery, and that's of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and scripts about that, that, you know, that's the history that God is uh, yet to fully reveal. Um, uh, with that said, you know, what is gematria? Gematria is kind of the breakdown of sound, harmonics, resonance, you know, and writ those things in written form. And so, you know, with we just don't have something that's, you know, written letters with each word, each letter, each sound also has a numerical value. So gematria is really um, looking at that combination of, you know, the letters and their numerical value and the multi-leveled um, communication. Um, each word that God spoke has layers. Um, it has height, it has breadth, it has width, it has depth. And each word goes out to accomplish what he has proposed both in the past, the present, and the future. So, you know, we get very dogmatic in our thinking where, you know, we just think things one-dimensionally, and we really have to broaden that perspective to understand that there is no God, you know, has spoken in such a way that, you know, we have to seek him for the knowledge, the wisdom, and the understanding for the true meaning of everything. Um, has spoken, you know, is there a code in the Bible? I guess we'll just put it out there. Is there a code in the Bible? Uh, yes, there is code in the Bible. Um, you know, as you break down um, scripture at its numerical format, you begin to see patterns that aren't just by chance, um, patterns that have very specific meaning. So, you know, that study of those patterns and breakdowns of the meaning of scripture is called gematria. Now, you know, it's a very high level, you know, a lot of those who are into the Kabbalism um, study, you know, that gematria, it can be good, it also can be bad. So, you know, those who study, you know, black gematria or black Kabbalism, um, you know, they're going to be studying the darker things that are unsaid with each of those words as they break down those meanings. So um, is it the original language? I'm going to say no, it's not. Um, you know, math or numbers was just one of the languages. God has so many. Um, you know, the original language is, is very um, similar to Hebrew or you know, Aramaic's another one, some of those ancient languages. Um, you also have the angelic languages. So, um, you know, those are more, I guess, the only way to describe them is you have languages that are simply made out of breath and fire. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. Um, and so that's more of the original, not this, you know, code or numeric.
God wants us to know what he's saying. You know, I mean, think about, you know, God's heart. And this is how I discern, like, you know, are we missing out on all this coded language that God's putting out? Um, you know, I discern that by looking at God's heart. He desires that none should perish. Well, if you only put out, you know, the important things in code, the chances that everybody's going to pick up on that code. And is that going to fulfill your desire, if you're God, of not having, you know, he desires no one to perish. So would that fulfill his desire for that? No, it wouldn't. So, you know, that's why he's made things He's put it out there plainly, simply, you know, um, Romans one is a great example. It says, you know, that, that the things have been written in the universe, you know, so, so that people are without not believing in God. Um, God's put it out there plainly, whether scientifically, mathematically, everything he's put out there in so many ways, so many different forms so that no matter how you learn or how you understand, you know there's a God who created the universe. You know that God's you. You know that God died for your sins, you know, and that he rose from the dead to give you new life. Um, you know, and he says that if people don't speak forward that mess even the rocks even those things that don't have a mouth will cry out those so that tells me that god's not one to keep things secret or hidden who are the ones who keep the secret the hidden knowledge um you know for the enlightenment of men that's lucifer that's the the demons you know um, you know, even in the book of Enoch, uh, the book of Enoch describes that, you know, these, these fallen uh, angelic demon generals were cast to the earth, confined here. And with them, you know, what did they start doing? They started ways to lure men into meeting their demands, their ill. We'll say their evil, wicked demands um, with the price of knowledge. Um, so, you know, we know what scripture says. We know uh, the enemy's habits. And, you know, I don't believe the Lord says that if, if you lack wisdom, that we're to ask of him and he will give it in abundance. So I don't believe that there's secret hidden knowledge that the Lord keeps. You know, if you really press in and seek and it's not going to be instant, you know, sometimes there's things we have to grow through um, before the Lord will show us something. But if we really want to know and we continue to seek and ask, the Lord's going to give that revelation in its fullness and understand um, he doesn't withhold that type of stuff from us. Very well said. Jesse, you're so eloquent and nice when you say things. I'm your counterbalance. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> well, Jeff, I was trying to keep you out of trouble. <laughs> All right. Listen, I want to first preface the fact that I am not an expert in gematria. Uh, I do know that it does have traces to Kabbalah. I do know that it has uh, goes into some of that stuff, and right away that sends up a red flag for me. Uh, does the Bible work in numbers and codes? Absolutely. Uh, a trusted source to go research that is look at uh, Chuck Missler. Uh, he does some really great Bible studies on it, and he gives you a diff couple different points of views. He's always well balanced, which is why to the why I think he's one of the trusted sources uh, to look at it. The numerology in the Bible is absolutely real. There's not a supercomputer on Earth that could come up with the codes and what God has put into the Bible. Uh, and you know, even there's studies if you go back to ancient Canaanite. Uh, language, and you look at the very first, you know, in the beginning, God created. Um, if you look at just the very first sentence of the Bible, and you look at it, you know, in accordance in the way it was written in the ancient Canaanite alphabet, uh, which is 22 letters, and each one has a number on them. When you break it out using the symbols and the numbers, it actually, the very first sentence of the Bible brings you all the way to the New Testament. It's from, it goes from creation to the to Jesus on the cross, the first sentence. So that's the depth of our Bible. You can do that in every sentence, I would imagine, maybe other than the lineage parts. But even the lineage parts, they tell a story through the names. Like, it's incredible. You cannot, in a lifetime... Yeah, I, I did that study. Yeah, I did that study because you're like, why do we keep having all these boring genealogies and names? And... You know, so the one between Adam um, to Noah's days, then you've got the ones in Kronz and um, Leviticus that talk about all of the first priests in the temple. Then you've got the genealogy of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Every single one, literally in order, all those names will spell out the gospel message, even you know, one of the guy's names means, you know, uh, stiff-nosed or, you know, it's like he's like this hoity-toity nose in the air. And it's like the stiff-nosed people who refuse to obey God. And you're like, what? Like, this is crazy. You know, what? You know but it always leads us back to Jesus God. Christ. We should do a show on that because I think it's absolutely incredible. On the genealogies um, and breaking down. That would be really interesting. Yeah. After we finish Revelation, let's do that before we go on to another book, because that'll just be a fun episode. So we'll we'll uh, we'll put that, that would together. Be fun. All right. So back to Gematria. Now the other thing is uh, Jesus. You know, if you read just the red letters, if you have a red letter edition Bible, and just read what Jesus said, only that. It's kind of standalone. Okay. Uh, obviously, Paul, Luke, you know, all these people give us a whole bunch of stuff. But even if you just did that, now, Jesus did not say, you know, I am the Lord thy shepherd, 125. <laughs> okay? So and I'm setting a precedent for this. Because what happens is what's been going on on other shows, and there's a bunch of channels doing this, okay? 
if and you by the way, you can put in a, a gematria code generator. Uh, you can easily find it online, and there's a couple different ones, but there's simple gematria, there's uh, uh, Jewish gematria, there's different ways to do it. Okay, now. I have said on this program before because I someone else pointed it out and I noticed it, I looked at it, I researched it, and he was right. For instance, DJT, when he speaks at a rally, he looks to the camera this way, he's reading the teleprompter. He looks to the camera to the other side, he's reading the teleprompter. When he looks out straight to the audience and he just starts riffing, he has about 10 or 12 statements that he's going to say they're not off the cuff and there's always something that stands out like something like where did that come from like one of the ones recently is uh he was talking about the border and he said joe all you had to do was go to the beach go to the beach and i thought okay why is he saying that in the middle like, it makes no sense so you put that into simple gematria and you come up with answers and it all lines up with kind of uh, the things that you would expect from uh, him to say in this movement that's kind of the undercurrent of, of current events. So uh, I think that he speaks in that code and that code is used that way. Now, if you want to take any of these, let's say, 400 uh, super popular phrases, okay, of where we go, one, we go all. Uh, Nasara Jasara. If you want to do all these things, you could put in the these words and come up with numerical values and find all the other things that you want them to be tied into to reinforce a point. If I was going to put together a psyop to get you away from studying the Bible, I would get you to rely on this. And this is what's happening. And again, this is a part of getting people off of going to the real content, which is the Bible, okay? Again, Jesus did not say, you know, uh, eat my body, and it comes up as JFK returns, okay? He didn't say that. Like, you know, uh, eat my body, 425. Jesus did not talk this way, okay? Jesus did not do this. Now, there's a group of a whole bunch of channels that got together, and I'm not, I, I actually think they're probably well-intentioned people, and I think they're probably good people just on a path trying to figure things out. And let's face it, right now, uh, most countries around the world are in somewhat of a desperate position, and so it's a natural human instinct to look for some hopium, Right? People want to find hope in something. So, you know, there was an organized event that was supposed to happen on the second. It seems that it did not happen as they said. And now there's a bunch of people who were really hurt uh, by it. And I, I don't know if they intentionally hurt people. I don't, maybe they truly believed this stuff because everyone wants something to believe in. But here's the thing, you can believe because everything the Bible has said uh, that would come true thus far has come true. Everything. There are still some things left to come true, but certainly all of the prophecies that were supposed to come true before the end days have come true. Now we're coming into what opinion is the end days, and there are some things 
that are being fulfilled now, and there's some things that are going you know what, to be Jeff, fulfilled. It just hit me when you were saying that, that biblical prophecy is being fulfilled even in that, because the scripture said in the last days, you will hear um, a false Christ and they, they will say, you know, Christ is here, or the Christ is there. And he said, do go. Yeah. And that verse just came to me as you were saying that, that people would hear, here's the Christ, there's the Christ, and people would go. And that just, the Lord to my mind. And 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 one of the commentators, and again, I don't want to mention names. I, I actually really think, I've kind of watched the guy's journey, and I really think he is a good-hearted guy. But I, I watched a video from last night, and they're doing a bit of damage control, you might say. And one thing he said about the event was he said, because, so first of all, uh, JFK Jr. was supposed, or JFK Sr. was supposed to uh, arrive and finish his drive through Dealey Plaza. That's what was promised to the people. Uh, and I heard it, it was promised. Um, that didn't happen. And what they're saying is a backtracking is, uh, but you know what, if you were there, you got the spirit of the moment. You felt the Holy Spirit there. And, and one thing that really stood out in my mind was this one particular individual from a show last night uh, said, you know, people got the spirit of JFK when they were there. And, uh, and what was interesting is on the, on the same night, so all these people who had uh, planned to see the, the new president coming through and driving down through Dealey Plaza, you know, you would have thought there would have been some kind of ceremony for that, but I guess the uh, the ceremony was to go to see the Rolling Stones who were in town that night. And that's just kind of an interesting choice. But uh, again, the Holy Spirit was there because that's typically, you know, the Holy Spirit likes to follow the stones. I'm being joking, of course. Um, so listen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Like if there's a point we're not coming against these other people. We're not coming against these shows. We're just saying, if you really want hope, look to the Bible. Look to the well, Bible. We have to guard our hearts against the guard our hearts against the deception and the untruths. And there's going to be so much coming out, you know, on all shows that I'm on. You know, we're bringing forward a lot of these things that are coming out. And, you know, we really need to gird our ourselves with truth. And you get that in the word of God. And everything that happens, your first go-to should be asking the Lord about it, having a conversation with him about it, asking him the questions. If you're not, if you're seeking <coughs> answers any other way than from the Lord first, uh, it, it's no different than casting lots because everybody has a 50-50 chance of being right or being wrong. And, you know, it's using people, all these different shows as oracles, you know, that's not what they're meant to do. We're not meant to say, this is the definitive answer. This is for sure what's going to happen. 
you know, there are some things where the enemy's plans have been revealed or, you know, the military plans revealed. That's real intel, real information. But if it's not those things, then you got a 50-50 chance. Everybody's guessing. And in the Bible, they called that, you know, casting lots. You you would cast lots and see what came up and, and you would go with that or believe that, whether it was true or not, whether it came to pass or not, you know. And I just don't think that's healthy for any individual, you know. You know, we want to be grounded in the truth's word. If we don't know, we need to be seeking the answer. And it's okay to to state that truth, to say, I don't know the answer. I'm in a place of wrestling with it with God, trying to find the answer, you know, or I don't know if I, I believe that person. Things that they say that I agree with that sound good, that sound solid, but then there's these little red flags in my heart and and this I'm trying to reconcile. And it's okay to be in that place and not give a definitive answer. You know, I see a lot of people doing that. They, they'll just align with people because it sounds good. And then when, you know, when they find out that that person, it's not that it was meant to be or all, all that they thought it was, then they're on board with the next person that sounds right. That's no different than church hopping. You know, you don't get the truth or the meat of God's word by hopping from host to host or show to show or church to church. Ground yourself. Get out your Bible. Open it up. Get on your knees and read it every night and ask the Lord to show you the answer. You know, I do that. I will specifically say, Lord, I need to know this. I want to know your thoughts on this. And the Lord literally speak to me a Bible verse. When I turn to that verse, exactly the answer to the question I asked. We have a God who answers that way. And we need to be confident in his answers. And you have to, and when it, one of the things that I think would deter people from hearing the answer is if you go in with a predetermined, you want to get the answer that you want. Uh, when you ask the Lord, first of all, you're approaching God, the creator, you know, uh, he, he's not only large, he's in charge. Okay. Um, and you have to be humble and say, look, whatever the answer is, I just want to hear what you say. And when you go in with that attitude, he yeah. will really bless it. But if you just go in wanting to get the answer that you want, um, a lot of the time, he's not going to agree with that. And so uh, be humble and be open because he's a loving father. He only wants the best for you. Um, he's not going to tell you to drink poison. You know what I mean? He's not, he's going to direct right. you, uh, but keep going and just go humbly. And one, one of the things that I've learned recently, uh, uh, from Cisco, as a matter of fact, is, you know, just the way I pray, one of the things that I include in my prayers all the time now is I, when I pray to God, I say, I give permission and ask the Holy Spirit to do the Father's work in my life. Mm -hmm. So not Jeff's work, not, yeah. 
you know, and, and I'm seeing a difference. I'm feeling a different, I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling more secure in, in my faith and that just, just even including that in the prayer. And, uh, but you have to really mean it, you know, you have to really mean it when you pray it. And, uh, so, uh, although, you know, these other shows, you know, they're, you know, we, so I'm going to draw a bit of a distinction. I am bold enough to tell you when I, when, when we give you some intel that say, and we say it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I can prove it because we're doing a study on revelation and a lot of the things in revelation have not happened. And God said that they will happen. So we know that they will happen. He has a hundred percent track record so far. He's never been off. So uh, we have, he always fulfills his word. He, that's right. So, uh, yeah. so on Sunday, we're getting back to our revelation, uh, study and, and Jesse, just before you had to take off to do some personal business, we had promised to show on this thing called the star seeds, right. Uh, and which yes. is, you know, the, the 144,000 that other shows are saying are going to come back and there's a whole thing. We'll explain it on Sunday. We had talked about doing a show. Jesse had to go away. I didn't want to do that show without Jesse. Uh, we have already covered the 144,000 in detail in our previous Revelation series study. However, it comes up again right at the beginning of the next chapter. So we're going to be able to talk about the star seed and that, and then we'll proceed on through Revelation. So make sure you hit us up on Sunday for sure. And Jesse, should we do it live? Maybe we should. It would be good. It would be good. I think yes. everybody enjoys the live shows and the live chat. Yes. So we will do it live on Sunday. Uh, we we can't every Sunday. Sometimes there's just scheduling things, right? We all have lives. Uh, but uh, the good news is there's also going to be a show on Saturday, Jesse. I know. I'm excited to see that one. And so when Jesse's saying she's going to see it, same with myself. I haven't seen it yet either because two of our listeners have sent in videos. Now, one is uh, just a beautiful kind of revelation, uh, an inspiring message uh, that's a short video that uh, I'm going to pair with another listener who said it's been really on my heart to do a, a study on the Lord's Prayer. So I haven't watched them yet. I'm going to watch them live with you. So, But I trust both these men, so I trust the information is going to be good, and we will all be blessed. So right. we're going to put that up on Saturday night. But now I have to talk about Friday night because I did an interview <laughs> with Cisco yesterday. And if any of you have her book, um, he comes on a white horse or behold a white horse. White horse, uh, yeah. We do chapter 19 and I want to give a disclaimer. In fact, I think just in case someone didn't see this show, they're going to watch the one tomorrow. I'm going to have to put a little intro in front of it. Um, first of all, it's very high level observations from another high-level person who has come out and talks about it. Uh, we talk a lot about ceremonial magic and particularly uh, Kundalini magic. 
Uh, we mention how it has infiltrated the church. Uh, strong hint. Uh, we, it, we, the Catholic Church in particular is uh, brought up in probably most of the focus, but it's not exclusive to that. Uh, we talk about the charismatic movement. Um, we talk about the Black Pope, which is an interesting topic as well. I tried to pin her on a couple things, but she would not answer uh, <laughs> so much on it. But uh, you you will certainly understand the position. And one of the things that uh, that she makes a claim on, and listen, I have no way of proving or disproving. I just let the information come out there, but she is a vetted guest, of course. Um, she discloses where she believes Satan's throne is. And it blew me away. She has some proof. Sounds exciting, it. Jeff. It's an exciting show. Uh, but because of the nature of some of the things that are said, look, if you were not coming against Catholics, we're not coming against Protestants, we're not coming against the church. Uh, however, if you are sensitive to uh, those discussions, I would say don't watch it. Honestly, just don't watch it because it mm -hmm. goes pretty deep and there's some really look it, just like with with jesse sometimes when she's talking about her experiences in the in the system she is giving you such high level stuff like the the, the secret books that were written thousands of years ago that these guys live by and train all their lives you're getting a high level view of what it is. Now, Jesse's never going to teach you how to do those things. Yeah. Uh, we're never going to do that. And we're going to highly discourage you from trying to pursue those powers and attaching to entities and stuff like that. Eternity is right. a long time, folks. Uh, but you will discover it. And uh, But Friday's show does come with a warning. Okay? So I want to be very clear on that. And Jesse, I know there was one thing you wanted to talk about before we go, and that is how you are taking a liberty stand. Yes. Um, we've brought a few things with the liberty stand, and so I'm looking at good people uh, here in the U.S., and if you're interested, um, Jeff, my little piece of paper with the site right in front of me, but I think you wanted them to email you is that correct if they're uh serious about uh coming alongside of and helping me with that yeah so if if so first of all if, if you haven't even just read the page i would say go read the page find out what's it all about and then you can it's like 90 seconds of your life at most um and then you can decide to sign up and, and investigate and by the way when you sign up it'll be one of our listeners one of your fellow listeners that contacts you but we're particularly, just yeah. like I put out a, a call uh, about a month ago, I said I needed some more people to help uh, me because there's a lot of people getting interested in this. Um, we specifically need some people to help yeah. Jesse in this case. Like some of my people are already helping Jesse, uh, but Jesse goes on a lot of different shows and that, and we really need some people to kind of be the front line to take the calls for Jesse in particular, uh, in this case. So, um, Jesse, it's, it's where Ty, go ahead. Yeah. So I was just gonna say, Jesse keeps her, uh, her contact information private because of security reasons. However, 
if you uh, send an email to me, write this down, pause if you want to get your pen and paper. Do, 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 do. Okay, you're back with your pen and paper. You get it right. First of all, you just want to go to what mylibertystand.com and just kind of see what it's all about. But then what I want you to do is to send an email to writeonjeff at gmail.com. And that's right with an R, obviously. Right on, right on, right on. Writeonjeff at gmail.com. And please don't write a long note because I get so many emails. I can't read a long note. But if you want to help, just put, you can put a couple sentences in or something. That, that's perfectly fine. But what you need to do so I can identify that it's specifically for Jesse in the subject line of the email, put in fight with Jess or fight with Jesse. doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Fight with Jess in the subject matter. And I will be able to get that to the right people. So you can actually be working directly with Jesse in particular uh, for this project that we're doing. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say about that. Oh, yes. Um, you have to be in North America, okay? Uh, Canada, U.S., that's fine. You have to be in North America. You have to have uh, some some abilities on your phone and maybe some very, some basic computer skills, okay? Um, other than that, there's there, we provide full training, for everyone, uh, it's not a hard job. There's no selling. Uh, it's just a, it's a really simple process and it's you taking calls and responding to other people who go to mylibertystand.com. Wow. I think that was good. So right on Jeff at gmail.com fight with Jess. <laughs> Did I that, miss anything? That was much more than I was going to say, Jeff. <laughs> Well, sometimes you have to repeat the details to make sure that they got they got them. And by the way, speaking of repeating details, don't forget we have a t-shirt design contest happening. Uh, so again, you can use right on Jeff at gmail.com for that. And uh, we need them in by November 30th. There will be a prize and a right on radio theme song. If you want to do it, uh, we'll put them on and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So final thoughts, Jesse. I think that was great, Jeff. You know, I, I just want to encourage everybody again, be in the word and I'll let you close up, Jeff. Well, not only be in the word, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor and make a difference in your community.